Welcome to Talos Takes, the security podcast for everyone from the C-suite to the front lines. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Talos Takes. Uh, I am joined by Azim Kojabayev and Dave Liebenberg, both from the Talos Threat Intelligence and Interdiction team. Thanks for coming on, guys. Sure, glad to be here. Likewise. So, uh, Dave, this is your first time on the show. I've talked to Azim a couple of times now about various uh, topics, but real quick, can you just tell the listeners about what your role is here at Talos? Sure. I uh, run a team called Strategic Analysis. We do long-term actor tracking, and uh, we also manage some of our threat intel products like Aegis and things like that. and uh, before I took on that role, I was doing mostly Chinese linguistics and Chinese translation. So I also had my hand in the translation and analysis game before starting this role. So the reason why I have you guys both on today is so that we can discuss the recent uh, translation of the leaked Conti ransomware playbook. So this kind of uh, this playbook came into the wild a couple of weeks ago when a uh, someone who's involved with this group leaked it online saying that they were essentially upset with the group Uh, and we were able to take it and we did our own translation of it that hopefully provided people with some more context around this group versus like machine translated versions that were out there so can you guys kind of talk to me about what the origins of this project are when the leak itself happened it, it definitely made a lot of headlines but what was the process of your team saying that this is something we really want to dive into so I think for, for my part, at least, looking at these machine translation stuff is great. We use it all the time in our translating efforts, for sure. It's a great way to get a general gist of something. But when you want to get details, especially when you're looking at something jargony and something that has you know technical jargon spanning different languages, it's good to have a native level analyst go in and translate that just so you can really, really get those details in that help paint the fuller picture. And from there, you know, we can give a better and more thorough analysis of what we're actually seeing. So Zim, uh, when you came on the show previously, we talked about the LockBit ransomware operator because you were a part of uh, that research paper that we put together where you and some of our colleagues were actually able to interview someone involved with that ransomware gang. What are some of the similarities that you saw between that person's reporting of what LockBit is like versus what we were able to learn from the Conti playbook? So while there's similarities that I could really go deep into, the two that really stood out were the targeting aspect. This particular playbook kind of touched on the same process of figuring out who to go after. So one example is doing some business analysis research to understand more about your potential victims' uh, finances and uh, revenues and things like that. So the LockBit ransomware operator shared some tactics that we saw pretty much enumerated um, and detailed with the Conti playbook. Another thing that stood out was how the threat actor operated once they were inside a network and what to look after. Uh, The ransomware operator shared some things to identify network administrators because they would be the ones with uh, credentials and privileges to take advantage of that and further your attack and persistence. So it's uh, not particularly eye-opening, but just kind of revealing that these guys were just pretty much using the same tactic as described by the LockBit operator. 
So either of you could could kind of answer this this next question, but I, I just kind of wanted to open up the floor here to any major takeaways you guys had from after it was translated and you guys were able to dissect it a little bit more. A couple from my from my point of view. One is Baird Entry, which we call out in the blog, is just they are so detailed and meticulous and great at laying out the st- the steps you need to carry out some of these operations so that even for somebody who's not, you know, very technically adept or very skilled at, at pen testing or anything like that, that they really lay out a good framework of how to get started in this so that, you know, even a relative amateur can do some serious damage. Then the other interesting takeaway I had is that it really didn't get into specifics of who you should or should not target. It got into specifics of things they were interesting things they were looking for once they were in the target environment, but they were never like, hey, let's stay away from healthcare or hey, let's only target healthcare. So that discretion was was certainly interesting. It's just this uh, re-emerging theme that stands out with these operators and these groups. It seems like uh, the only way I can describe it is like these startups, uh, tech startups of the 80s and 90s that don't particularly have these regulations and rules and they're, they're kind of writing their own way because there's not much accountability and they're operating in this Wild West uh, environment. So it allows them to, as Dave mentioned, uh, to make it as easy as possible to uh, expand the quantity of participants so they can obviously maximize their profits. So what are some other lessons learned from this process as a whole for you know translating this playbook? Obviously it was a, a huge undertaking it's pages and pages long, and translating anything is not easy, of course. As someone who is only fluent in English anyways, I couldn't even imagine having to having the skills necessary to translate something from English into their native language. So what are some of the things that stood out to you guys during the process of the actual translation itself? When we first started with, with Talos, I feel like the sort of translator analyst link up was in its relative infancy and since then we've seen a lot more collaborative projects with native level translators and and some of these more threat intelligence products and uh what i hope to see is basically more projects like this i think that linguistic linguistic analysis translation has a lot to offer to the threat intel field um, so I look at this as, you know, just another stepping stone in, in forging that path. One thing that stood out for me, just as far as a lesson, um, is the emotional aspect of these groups is beginning to leak out. Um, as we see them grow and expand, I suspect that incidents similar to this, where anger, happiness, whatever emotion gets the best of the operators and uh, kind of forces them to reveal information. The bigger these uh, groups get, the more we will see this. So have to be uh, vigilant as to how we process and analyze this kind of information because there could be a lot uh, taken away from it, as we see. All right, guys. Well, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to me today about this. I will be linking to the blog post in the show notes that you, your team wrote, kind of just highlighting some major takeaways from the paper uh, and then I'll also be linking to the full translation as well if folks want to read the, the full English translation. Thank you guys both for your time. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot, John. Glad to be here. Thank you. Thank you.